Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Everybody, we are here with a, a special edition of the podcast. Just two of us, just Kev and I, and we're here for a very special reason. Kev, special podcast for a special reason. You've got a book written, edited, printed, published, and ready to go on sale on the twentieth of March. Divided Cities, the world's most passionate single city derbies, will officially be on sale for everybody to buy. It's already available for pre-order, but firstly. Hello, welcome, congratulations again. That might be the last time I say congratulations on the book, by the way. How are you feeling now that the the big day is approaching? Tired. Um, (laughs) I thought writing it was going to be the hard part. Um, I'm not great at self-promotion, so everything that's been going on in the lead up to it going on sale next week um, added to total Italian football work and life in general uh, has just made things crazy. Yesterday, I... I was literally behind the laptop for about 14 hours. I saw that. I I had a similar day, but I did in the middle of it. As in, I had a similar start and finish time, but in the middle of it, I left my computer for four hours and I was wrecked by the end of it. So I can only imagine how you felt. But look, you're nearly there. Once it goes on sale, I'm sure you'll have a few podcast appearances more than likely, but the the nitty gritty will be finished by then. Indeed. Um, yeah, po- podcast appearances started yesterday and obviously doing this today. Yeah, well, this is hopefully the, the best one for you. Come on, you're in familiar company this time. No need to be nervous. <clears throat> yeah, but, yeah. I suppose, yeah, you feel more at ease, but um, then I'm likely to forget selling points that would might, might make people buy the book. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Well, don't worry. I'm here to kind of keep you on track for that regard. It's usually quite difficult, but I'll do my best. Kev, so firstly... The, the name kind of gives it away, Divided Cities. You know immediately that the book is going to be about not just derbies, but single city derbies. We've got a few of those in Italy, which we will get onto, of course. But firstly, can you expand a little bit more on the title and let us as a listener know what is the book about and why did you decide to do this type of book? So the book is about the world's most passionate, biggest, arguably top, um, single city derbies because I did take the list from various sources and kind of just mashed them together. Um, they're usually sort of top 50s, top 100, off 442 and publications like that. Um, and I thought, well, that's a long list. So let's look at the ones that are more interesting. And I suppose because I'm a, uh, a Liverpool fan, I've enjoyed that derby for nearly 40 years. Um, the, the, the same, you know, the two two clubs residing in the same city always had a certain appeal partly because the Liverpool Everton rivalry was always described as the, the friendly rivalry and that's that's changed um over the years the um the the idea sort of spawned from a 
a few beers in Genoa. Um, so because I'm, you know, I'm a regular match goer at Liverpool and I travel travel abroad, but you know, I was getting somewhat bored with going to the same locations. You know, the Champions League draws and things are, are, t- are somewhat predictable. Even when you're in the Europa League, they were somewhat predictable. I think we played Napoli twice in the Europa League, uh, probably once when it was still the UEFA. And uh, a small group of friends started doing a, a yearly trip to an overseas game, um, coupled with the fact that any time me and Stace, the wife, were away, I would drag her to a game of football. Um, Stace is also <laughs> interested in football, we should say. She is, yeah. And she actually likes the, the, the foreign aspect of it because of the different cultures and things, and which, which is what the, the book is largely about. It's about the fan culture in those, in those countries. Um, but we'd 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 been to see Benfica versus uh, somebody, yeah, you know, somebody completely forgettable, and said, "Well, next year let's make our trip a, a notable trip." And um, one of the chaps had that Marcello Lippi quote in his head about Genoa being the the most special derby in Italy, and we thought, "Well, that sounds like ticket wise, that's doable," as opposed to trying to limit yourself to trying to get into the Super Classico in Buenos Aires or even the Rome derby. And so we, we went to that one, um, enjoyed it thoroughly, and then the lads went, well, you started working and doing some some work for these Italian sites, doing a bit of uh, writing, regardless of how much you might have had to edit some of that material. <laughs> um, and they said, well, why don't you write about it? And and the, that was that was 20... 2014, uh, Maxi Lopez scored the winner for Sampdoria. Oh, wow. and, That's um, a very long time ago. Yeah, and it, and it, was, a, it was a case of I'd probably used a lot of holiday up that year and I was, trying to, I was stewing over whether I actually wanted to do it and started to look at cultivating a list. Um, and then because obviously I'm limited through time, sort of being able to sort of plan it out and, and squeeze it in. So then 2018 came around and I, I started to do the journeys. Um, squeezed most of them into sort of uh, two years and then I was about to do the last one at the start of 2020 which was the Seville derby and the um, the pandemic interrupted that I nearly I was a, I was a couple of hours away of getting on a plane and going to Spain with knowing that I couldn't get into the stadium because uh, the Spanish authorities had banned fans um, then uh, telling Stace or convincing Stace that I'd be fine watching it in a bar and writing about the um, experience with the local fans in a bar. And then they closed down the bar, uh, you know, all the bars and supermarkets. And I, yeah. decided, I decided I was still going to go. And um, and uh, yeah, she was probably pretty much pulling my coat towel at the front door. So I never went. And then the entire world went into lockdown. Um, and it actually gave me some time to write up the chapters. Yeah. Um, it's funny when you think back to those early lockdown days, right? And from from our perspective as, like, I suppose with you writing a book, you're a storyteller. With our journalistic side, we are reporters as well. So you always have that little, oh, yeah, but I can still do it in this way. And I remember having that because I was due to get on a plane on the day that Italy announced lockdown as well to go to Valencia for Valencia-Atalanta. And originally, all of the... St- the news was the game's going to be played behind closed doors, but I had been in contact with Atalanta, who had been in contact with UEFA, and Atalanta were assuring me and the rest of the press that, yeah, 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 you've no problems. Once they see that you've got it accredited, you can still go to the game. And then it was like, okay, grand. So I'm going to have this really interesting story because I'm going to a behind closed doors game. And then it was, 
you're not coming to it. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. But your, your plans just kept changing like that. So you were trying to find different angles to get in and, and to talk about it. I'm intrigued because you mentioned the Super Classico. You mentioned the Rome Derby in terms of being games that were, were difficult to get tickets for. And those are two of the chapters in the book that I'm most excited to read, particularly the, the Super Classico because it's it's quite high on my list. But you ended up getting tickets, I assume, for, for both of those games. I seem to remember having conversations with you about your trip to Argentina that was a bit stressful. But the, the fact of bringing up tickets is more to talk about. You've gone to these games not in the capacity of a journalist. You've gone to these games as a fan, as like a normal match-going fan would. You've had to go through the complications of getting tickets. So with this book, you're kind of proving that it is possible to do these things. Yeah, because I, I am a, I'm a ground topper. You know, you, you know that I've, I've I've cleared a hundred stadia now in however many years I've been doing it. Um, you, you, a lot of the stuff on these types of games that you either read about or you see on you know YouTube clips or TV, it's and I and I write it. It's on the back of the book. It's not a it's not a Danny Dyer esque, you know, sneak <laughs> sneak in with the ultras. Um, I, yeah. I, I I feel there are lots of people that that you always get that wow. When they, when they sort of meet me and I say what I've done, whether it's gone to the game, not necessarily just writing the book, and it's like, wow, you can do that. And I was like, well, yeah, pick up the book, and, and the book will explain you. It explains you how you can do it and how easy it is to get access to, to some of these places. Um, so, you know, that was, that was largely the angle. Actually, the, the, the ticket-wise, um, and going back to a previous point about, you know, I just wanted to go and I'd make something of the trip, you know, some of the most mundane on paper looking games I've been to, um, Budapest in the book being being one of those, was where I probably had some of the, you know, the most fun because, uh, you know, just things sort of roll out of it. But yeah. um, some people won't know that there's a big derby in Tehran, um, the capital of Iran, between Estegal and um, uh, Perspolis. Now, there's a bit in the book there because I, I've had three attempts to try and get a visa just to get into the country which was almost as um, as entertaining as trying to get tickets for, for the other games. Um, Buenos Aires uh, was the only one when I nearly went in as a journalist because the tickets were proving somewhat difficult to come by. Um, there are several resellers across Buenos Aires for things like River Plate and, and Boca. Um, but River were being investigated for how many tickets go via the... Uh, Brava Barra, which is the kind of organised okay. gangs. Uh, so some of the people that were usually very um, reputable and uh, official in terms of getting tickets were having sort of their allocations restricted. So I had a free, I had a free weekend. I was adamant I was going. Uh, I played nearly a thousand pounds for a flight and just decided to go um, on the advice of someone that if. If you managed to get press because they knew we were doing the, um, I was doing the work with yourselves, and uh, they said just put something in. Um, we used the Daniele De Rossi angle because oh, he was just, that when he was there. Okay, it was his. It was his uh, first uh, classico. He'd only just moved, um, but again, I sort of I spent the first day. I went to watch racing uh, club de Avalande. Um, difficulty getting phone reception and stuff out there unless you're willing to pay a small fortune to have it while you're roaming around on the street so uh, I sat in a little bar 
and uh, emailed uh, Dov uh, Schiavone and said, uh, have you heard anything? And he said, no, just give him a, you know, you send him a direct email. And uh, I had a, yes, if you get here in 45 minutes, then we have a ticket for you, but it's in with the oh, fans. Oh, really? So I was like, uh, well, I'm going to go to a football game in a minute. Yeah, first stupid thought that comes into your mind is like, I can't possibly go across town to get a ticket to one of the biggest games in world football because I want to go and watch Argentina's juniors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I hot-footed it over there. Um, eventually, after sort of walking the perimeter of the stadium, found my way in and then um, Martin... Uh, oh, I've, I've completely lost his name now. Anyway, he sort of saw me looking lost, and he helped me in um, to get the tickets. And you know, it was a it was a brilliant experience. I'm, I'm going incredible back. Incredible story. So that was at Monumental. Was yes, it, it wasn't yeah. at the Bombonera. <laughs> no, and um, it was the one where there's a there's a for people listening that have been to Juventus. There was um, <laughs> sorry, firstly, <clears throat> yes, but there's a there was a hint of of Juve there that over commercialized. Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't think it's helped by the fact that fans have been banned for games between Buenos Aires clubs, not just these two, uh, since 2012. So it's, it's Away heavy. fans are banned, are they? Yeah, have been since um, some quite violent disturbances in 2012. If they're, if they're within the close vicinity of like the 12 clubs that are in Buenos Aires region, you won't get away fans at the grounds. Oh, wow. Actually, I think they've softened that since I've come back and since the pandemic. Um, but it's so heavily policed, you don't see any clashes really at all. Um, but it's kind of allowed River to, well, it felt like I was in a nightclub for, to start with when I first went in. And then there was sort of some, um, there was some girls in almost like showgirl outfits with some chaps on stilts. <laughs> you know, and it's something I can just see those, those clubs that feel like they have to create an atmosphere rather yeah. than just let the, let the general hum of a crowd sort of discuss in one of the big games and whatnot, um, what happened. And, and, I've, and I've got a massive, massive soft spot for, Diego Maradona, so I went and did yes. a tour of... Uh, well, uh, you can see what I'm wearing here, can Yeah, I can, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a North Curve Diego Maradona Argentina-style sweatshirt, which is an excellent purchase. I would recommend anybody to go and make. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to uh, go for the, the uh, T-shirt, which I'm hoping they're reproducing with 19 and 86, either side of the, yeah. the same um, silhouette you've got there on yours. Because Stace wants that one. It's her, it's her birth year is 1986. Not to, not to give away a lady's age. Um... <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, I've I've got a, a, a soft spot for Boca, so we're going back in June. And and the, and the great thing that you'll you'll hopefully will come across in the book is that the people that I've met, I've sort of remained friends with them. You know, you can do that, and I think where well, you can do it even more so now in this modern age we live in, miles, you know, thousands of miles across the across the globe, and um, they're all welcoming me back to. Buenos Aires when we go in June to then go to games with me. I've we, we've got now got a little second division um, trip booked in with Martin who helped me to find the the uh, the press office within the Monumental Stadium so you know those are all brilliant things that is, is, which is one of the reasons I'd advise people to uh, to go to some of these games I've literally just dropped a oh I hate to say this actually being recorded but I've dropped a copy of the book to a Manchester United supporting friend and I don't okay. have I don't have many of those but he's off to Seville tomorrow and he's going to be welcomed by the Real Betis Ultras that I met out there because no he, he's going to hand deliver my book to um, uh, Enrique Roldan who uh, is quite um, prominent on social media if you follow Betis uh, Bohemian 
again, his his sort of movement, his ultra movement, is moving away from the fascist, led, you know, fascist influenced. I shouldn't say led, but fascist influenced Betis fans to this that more. That is the reputation that Betis ultras have, isn't it? That they're quite right leaning. Yes, absolutely. And there was there was there was lots of that where I met him was kind of in the street that they all congregate. But again, that's where you see your little pockets. You know, walk onto the curvers in Italy and you'll see little pockets where um it was sporting club in Lisbon that has sort of four very prominent ultra groups, but they all do as was explained to me, they do very different things. Some are more intimidating and aggressive towards the opposition players to try and create that atmosphere. Others sit in their little pocket and they want to they want to create a part, you know, they want to create a party atmosphere in a little pocket of that that stand. Um, and yeah, and Betis Bohemia uh, are very much for inclusivity and very liberal uh, outlooking group. Kev, before we move on to the Italian fixtures can you just give a rundown of all of the derbies firstly how many derbies are in the book so there's there were going to be 10 um I squeezed in an 11th the 11th was the Merseyside derby I wasn't including it because I was trying to stay away from English games uh, and I felt I was too too close to that but then uh, a chance opportunity came up to go into the Everton end um okay in hiding That's- Strange territory um, for you. Well, yeah, it's 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 it was never that unusual. And then um, when I was offered a ticket, it was when you know the the relationship between the sets of fans has completely deteriorated. Um, and I wasn't. I, was, I still then, even when I was going to the game, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna write about it. But uh, it, it shocked me to see the level of vitriol towards the you know effectively people that are probably living on the same roads are in the same family as them and um so i decided to include it as almost a closing chapter but um the book is the lisbon derby um so benfica versus sporting club uh the glasgow derby between celtic and rangers the old firm it's the old firm (laughs) it is the old firm (laughs) Uh, celtic fans were quick to pull me up anytime i said um, the old firm Um, look i'm obviously a little bit more uh, I, well, look, I'd rather see Celtic win that derby than Rangers any time it's played, but it's the old firm, come on. But. Yeah, and um, so, so yes, yeah, so we've got that one in there. Um, we have uh, Fenerbahce versus Galatasaray from Istanbul. Um, wonderful city to go and watch football in. It's another where you've yeah, got a, a very small collection of clubs there that were all playing in the top flight. Um, then we've got the Belgrade derby between Partizan and Red Star. Because um, I'm not going to try and announce Red Star's name in how it is now. That one, uh, that one has a gorgeous name. That's the Eternal Derby, isn't it? Which is great. It is the Eternal Derby. Um, the Super Classic we mentioned. Um, the other South American is from Rio de Janeiro, which was Fl- Flamingo versus Fluminense. Flufla. The Flufla, or the uh, the Derby of the Malta. Yeah, the Derby of the Masses. Um, once, oh wow! Once That's a great translated. Name. Yes, because uh, Flamingo are by far the largest supported club in, in Brazil. And then we have uh, Seville and Real Betis, um, it, one that obviously I'm uh, grateful for you putting me in contact with those uh, Real Betis ultras via your channels. Given uh, what we said earlier, I feel the need to specify that I am not right-leaning or fascist. It's just <laughs> like happened to know people who knew people. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was Connor's connections on the dark web that got me there. Um, but and then the last one, uh, which does surprise a few people, and this came about because um, 
it was on almost a reserve list and it was the same weekend as I was planning on going to Tehran. Um, so I just sort of went to uh, Budapest to watch uh, Ferenc Varos, where the tickets were easy because I'd become a member while on holiday there with Stace a few years back versus Ujpest. As you do. As you do. Uh, well, that was that was part because of this biometric scanning to get into grounds in uh, right. Hungary. And then I found that um, because the Ferenc Varos fans, the ultras, they refused to go into the new stadium, the uh, Group Arma, uh, for two seasons and the atmosphere nosedive so uh, badly that they're now, they now open a gate to let about 5,000 of them in. Oh, really? In. Yeah, so they don't have to have their um, their biometric scanning done to go into the stadium. I know, they, they, they always find a way, don't they? Always find a way. And the more you speak to people involved in ultra culture here as well, like, for example, I quite often go to a bar here in Parma, which is one of my regulars, which just so happens to be one of the regulars of the the Parma boys as well. So every so often you get into conversations with them and, and quite early on I'll, I'll say that, look, I'm, I'm not a Parma fan, I'm, I'm an Atalanta fan, which is always a bit... I, I don't like to do it unless it comes up because I don't want to just needlessly bring that up, but it, it tends to go all right. And, and then they'll let you know some of their tricks for how they get away with doing things that they're not supposed to be getting away with. And it is it is quite interesting. Not that I want to reveal too much on this podcast because some of the wrong people might be listening. But Kev, it's it's a really illustrious list of fixtures. We've mentioned on the on the regular pod and some of the Patreon pods as well for a total Italian football that Italy is the only country with more than one derby in this book. Um, the two derbies you've chosen from Italy are likely to cause a bit of controversy. You've mentioned the Derby della Lanterna already between Genoa Samp, Samp Genoa, however you want to talk about it. We've both been to that derby never together, unfortunately. We need to change that. And the other derby you've gone for is the one, not the Eternal Derby, but the Derby of the Eternal City. It's the Derby della Capitale between Roma and Lazio, which that poses one question you said at the top of the podcast that you're going through the biggest derbies in the world the best derbies in the world the top derbies you've left out the madrina that there is no milan inter i i wouldn't be doing my job if i didn't ask you what is the thought process behind that well i think that's possibly why the discussions with the publisher around the book name um has, has re- resulted in it becoming the most passionate Rather is not the best or the biggest. Um, so um, I, I did travel to do Milan Derby in 2018 when Icardi got a 96-minute winner. And then obviously we've recently been there, um, although the book was then uh, on its way to print. And I, I didn't want it to be more than one club. Uh, sorry, yeah, more than one derby even per country. Um, and... I I probably was always in, in, intending on including Genoa because it was where sort of the idea started. But also, they, they did come up quite... Those two came up almost parallel with Milan in a lot of the, you know, a lot of the listings. So it, it was almost as if I was um, removing the one that was coming third behind Genoa and Lazio so often in some of the things that I was looking at. And, you know, something also that swayed it for me was that it, it feels a little 
more of a tourist attraction than some of the others. Okay. Um, and maybe that was because, you know, when I've been, it was very difficult to try and infiltrate some of the, uh, you know, the, the ultras or the, the, the hardened fans, if you like, um, around the Milan derby. But it, it, it just missed out and obviously gives me a brilliant uh, derby to lead on if I um, am ever stupid enough to do a second book, which... Uh, You've mentioned that now, Kev, so I wasn't sure if this was something I could ask. Is there a second book in in your head? There's well, there's a couple. There's a couple of books in my head. I'm not sure whether there's a there's a second book in me <laughs> because it <laughs> because it is uh, somewhat draining, and um, there's a bit in the book that people won't, might read and think that's um, maybe a little out of keeping with the rest of the book, and uh, it, it's probably as probably as open as I've written on paper about being sort of physically and mentally just drained by I think I'd only spent about 10 nights in my house in about a month doing these trips and 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 that 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 will test your ability to sort of you know well only just recently you've seen something I've written when I have been at the end of my tether and um... (laughs) very recently at the time of recording yes um so, sorry to a, a second apology to any ac milan fans out there <laughs> okay so it did make the edit um but um but, but yeah so I, I, I probably will do another because there's there's plenty of um energy in me to see some of these you know this was always a labor of love it was a it was a bucket list before anything else i think i'd probably earmark doing the first two games before i'd fully convinced myself that i could go and i could you know i could write about them um, because go into that very first uh, Derby della Lanterna in 2014, sort of said, yeah, I'll, the, these are the games I want to be at. You know, I, I yeah. don't want I don't want to travel with friends to watch Borussia Dortmund versus uh, Freiburg, as, as great as it is seeing the yellow wall yeah. and places like that. It was like, yeah, I want to do some of these before I kind of run out of time, money, energy to to go and do it. Because um, you do need a certain amount of energy to do some of them. Um, there were times where you know, nearly getting mugged in South America and things or arriving in uh, Belgrade in the early hours and having to sort of just sleep in a chair until the hostel hostel owner decided to wake you up. Um, but, you know, these are things we do for the love of these experiences as much as the football. I did want to ask that, actually. Were, were there any moments throughout your travels, because you've listed some of those places and they might be places that people are rightly or wrongly cautious about to begin with particularly when you're going to a a football match where with the exception of Buenos Aires where there are no away fans they can be quite tense places to go like I've been to Derby's here as a neutral where I've been a little bit tense because I've been in in the presence of fans of another team and you see a certain type of fan of the other team on the way so were there any moments where things got a little bit I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Tense, a little bit scary almost. Um, yeah, I think I'm, sometimes I just feel like I'm a bit too stupid to be scared of these situations. <laughs> um, that's something I think uh, Stace would agree with, that, you know, I sort of just blindly, yeah, they just sort of blindly pass me by. Um, and actually, she probably gets a bit more scared than I do because I, I try to go to the games on my own because um, I don't want to put people off going with their friends, but I think you'll get a you'll get a better experience if people see you on your own and they almost welcome you into the little, you know, local crowd um, mm. that are there. 
but yeah, there'll be there have, there have been times where I've just had one too many drinks or lost phone reception, and she's been sat at a hotel worried about me. But um, seeing someone mugged at gunpoint in Rio was uh, interesting. Someone trying to <laughs> someone, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah uh, someone trying to mug me uh, in Rio, but I had gone into the most violent favela to watch Vasco da Gama. Um, Great. Most violent based on what a guide told me and told me not to take stakes with me under any circumstances. Oh, um, wow. And then there was a moment where we were walking back from the Belgrade derby and uh, some chaps sort of, they spread out in, you know, before we were going to, into this underpass and slowed their walk. So we slowed our walk and we, <laughs> you know, cowards that we are, uh, slowed our walk and let some other people go on the underpass and then the people that I'd met in um, in Belgrade said, let's go over the, you know, let's actually just go up an embankment and go over the road. And um, we never saw those people come out of the underpass at the other side. So, oh, wow, really? Um, yeah, and we'd already seen some uh, some young, relatively young, you know, sort of 18, 19, um, beating up uh, an opposing fan and stealing their T-shirt that I think had a couple of like, total wins on it. It, was, it wasn't a, you know, a match shirt, a replica shirt, it was just a T-shirt. Um, that, that actually, that, you know, rather than being scared, um, and going back to maybe me just being a bit stupid at times, there was an overwhelming urge to sort of get involved. And that's usually where Stace is, you know, pulling me back from those sort of situations. But right. as the as the Red Star fans that we were with said that, you know, the likelihood is they've got a blade or something on him. Now he's taken a few punches and stuff, but you get involved and you could end up sort of being stabbed. So um, probably right for me to follow their lead and, just sort yeah, of blind, blindly walk past as, as sad as that sounds or cowardly as that sounds to me. Mm. Yeah, you want to protect yourself first and foremost <laughs> at times, right? But, okay, largely speaking, the experiences are good. They're things you would encourage to doing. The last chapter of the book, I think it's the last chapter of the book, is entitled, it's something like that. What is it? That frequently asked question. So I I did message you when you sent through the, the table of contents, I guess, last week now. And I, I couldn't help but ask, what is the question that people keep asking you? Because for me, the first question to ask is, how do you go about getting tickets? But it's not that, is it? No, it, and I had it uh, this week. So Friday, I was at a conference and, uh, you know, I was just... Um leaving my book out, you know, the, 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 <laughs> one of the few editor copy, uh, you know, the writer copies that I've got. Uh, and and a, a colleague came up and went. People can track your whereabouts by just following left book copies. Can't yeah, they? absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's like um, breadcrumbs to the uh, witch's house and <laughs> yeah. Hansel and Gretel. Um, but it, it's always, uh, what's the best RV? You know, and... Okay. Yeah, and, and, and you see the people's eyes sort of light up and you see their you see their mouths sort of start to twitch because they immediately want to go, it's this one, isn't it? You know, they always want it to be their derby, you know, whether that's, that's Genoa, whether it's Glasgow or whatever. And actually one idea I did toy with, you said about the, the next book is actually I've done, I've done all of these from one angle, apart from the two Italian ones, because I tend to be in Italy more than anywhere else, anywhere else outside of um, England. Um, I actually got to Samp Genoa in both uh, sides ends and and the same with Roma Lazio, um, but yeah, there's 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 parts of there's parts of well, not to give away the last chapter, but there's parts of all the derbies that um, 
that will be the best bit of that derby. So um, not many, I should say, uh, it's ever the football. <laughs> You know, yeah, um, yeah. In, in short supply where there's been sort of really great games. Um, the one last year between uh, Samp and Genoa where Crescito <laughs> well, missed a last minute penalty. It's, yeah. Again, the, the game was one of the most terrible I've ever seen. I was getting audio messages from you throughout yeah. that game and you were getting progressively um, less sober while sending me audio messages moaning about how you wanted the two teams to be relegated because they were so offensively bad. They were. They were indeed. Um, but, you know, in, in other occasions, it's the, it's the city you fall in love with, you know, or the food. You know, all these things could make it, you know, one derby better than the others. Yeah. Um, even the journey getting there, you know, even if it's, um, like, I think I touched down about an hour and 45 minutes kickoff before kickoff to the... Istanbul derby because they moved it you know it was, it was sometimes um, it was extremely tight was this this was pre-Brexit was it because getting out of the airport might be tough in that situation this, 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 well, this was pre-Brexit and I hadn't uh, accounted for um, uh, the traffic at the end of a working day uh, mm. in Istanbul being quite as bad as it was um, in hindsight I should have got on the metro there's a tip for everybody um, but yeah right I think I think I've got one more question and that that should be that. But you've told us why you've written the book. You've told us how you went about all of these things. Why should people want to read the book, Kev? Um, I think people, because uh, I think, uh, and uh, Sonia Missio says I do tell a good story. Um, I may <laughs> tell longer do. stories. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe tell longer stories, and maybe that's why this is 320 pages long. Um, but I like to think there's something in there for travellers. You know, you might get a bit of insight of a of a bit of a city that you didn't know about, even if you're, you know, you're you're moderately interested in football. I think you do have to have an interest in football. Um, I think people should read it to get um, uh, not ideas, but you know, some practical. Some practical uh, tips around and around doing it, but also to sort of spark that 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 desire to want to go to some of these places and see some of these big games. Um, um, yeah, is that enough reasons? Um, hopefully, I'll find out when people start. Well, reviewing I've already it. ordered four copies, and that's not even an exaggeration, is it? I've put in a request to you for to, to yeah. order four copies. You have. I don't know. I don't know how I'm packaging those. It might be cheaper for me to fly over <laughs> with them, which might be a brilliant excuse to just come back to Palmer. So um, there you go. There's never. You don't need an extra reason, Kev. You've always got somewhere to stay as well. Um, but I think that'll do it. So just just one final time, give us the, the name of the book, Kev. So the name of the book is Divided Cities, the world's most passionate single city derbies. And there you go. And your name is a little bit funny. It's Kev Pugzelski, but if you're if you're Googling it, it'll be Kevin, and then Pugzelski is spelt like Pogorzelski, right? It is, absolutely. I think it's an important one to specify in that situation because it is a bit awkward you didn't even know how to say it until about two years ago if i remember correctly <laughs> no no i uh uh a, a concierge in a hotel um uh told me how to do it oh, told me i've been doing it for um wrong for whatever it is 30 odd years by the time i spoke to them there you go all right so on total-italianfootball.com we will not only be putting links and everything to where you can buy the book 
But Kev, as a co-founder of Total-Italianfootball.com, is providing us with a book to give away to you, our listeners, slash social media followers. We will be running a competition across the three social networks that we have, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And it's going to be very simple. We're going to put up a photo of a couple of photos of the book, of the table of contents, of the photos from the derbies themselves. And we're going to ask you a simple question, which is, which of the derbies would you most like to attend? Now, to enter the competition, you just have to answer that question. You've got to use the hashtag Divided Cities, and you need to be following both us, the website, at Serie A Total on both Instagram and Twitter, or Total Italian Football on Facebook. And you need to be following Kev as well. Kev, what is your accounts that they need to follow for this so just for this it's at rabbit rabbit on okay so you need to be following at seria total and at rabbit rabbit on use the hashtag divided cities and let us know which derby you would most like to attend from those in the book as kev said it's about 320 pages it's well worth a read and it's divided up into nice little chapters i think the chapters are somewhere between 23 and 31 pages each so they're all nicely digestible you could sit down with a, a tea or a coffee kev doesn't know i've been looking at it more than he has it seems yeah that's um, just no that's just a real strange way of dividing it up it's like i would just say around five thousand words each chapter but you, right yeah you've got from, counted pages which is you're good. you're doing it from the writer's perspective i'm doing it from the reader's perspective for this one but there you go kev thank you very much best of luck with the sales i'm sure it's going to do very well because it's a very good idea and I've been with you throughout the process and I'm looking forward to getting you more regularly writing on totalifeinitalianfootball.com now. So no more books for at least a year, please. Okay. Uh, right. Deal, why not? Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Kevin. We'll speak to you again very, very soon. Goodbye. <laughs>